So welcome to our first APC Chats with APC Collective. I'm Audrey Ponzio. I am with Sergio Alcocer, who was a very well-known, loved, and respected international uh, creative who, for the past 15 years, maybe 16 years, was building uh, Latinworks, which is a, an award-winning multicultural agency. He has since left to start Rest of World um, Agency, which we're really excited about because I think there's a really unique positioning and the timing is perfect. Today we're talking about storytelling and we want to hear from storytellers and master storytellers that he was obviously shared stories um, on behalf of clients, but we kind of want to dive in a little bit about how he thinks in terms of telling the story. So welcome, Sergio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about your story. Well, you know, the, the, I, wanna, uh, I came to the United States uh, a little more than 20 years ago to New York uh, after doing several years of a career in advertising as a creative in, in Latin America. I started as a copywriting in Mexico and then evolved into, into a career director in the Dominican Republic and in Venezuela. Uh, and finally, I arrived to New York in 1993, and I fell in love with the idea of, of the Hispanic market, which was, uh, which was talking about storytelling, was um, an incredible story yet to be told. In 1993, the Hispanic market is nothing like we understand it mm. today. Uh, you know that things happen at the census, and... Uh, uh, before the census 2000, all the work that was done for the Hispanic community was almost like corporate relations and support from that point of view, not really, not really a way for brands to, to, to build stories or to build a, a business. Sorry. Uh, but, I, but I fell in love with the whole idea of a market inside of a market. I thought that, you know, many people thought about it as being something very traditional, but I, I always imagined something very cool, like a very cool experiment where you have... Uh, people that have such an incredible legacy of of magic and and uh, and color and, and and smells like like is Latin America, uh, but that certainly are now living inside of the United States. And and I always thought that that uh, confluence and that was going to spark really really cool really cool things. Uh, there's a, the, the story of Latinos in the United States is obviously uh, started uh, hundreds of years ago. I mean, the United States and Latin America have always been together, and, and, and at parts, as you know, many parts of the territory of the United States today used to be Mexican territory. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that stay that stay here. But at the beginning of the 20th century, and, and, and maybe until the really the 80s or 90s, there was, there was like this... Um, Sub subcultures of Latinos in the U.S. that I always found fascinating, uh, the 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 Chicano culture in 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 parts of California and Texas, uh, the presence of Latinos in Hollywood in the 30s and 40s, mm -hmm. uh, the suit suiters in in Los Angeles and, and and all the incredible stories of the riots in the 19 in the 1940s in L.A. which is very undocumented still. Yeah. Uh, the, the the arrival of uh, West Side Story uh, as a narrative of of, of Latinos in, in in the Bronx, very strange movie. When you look at it as a, as part of the story of Latinos, so mm -hmm. I always thought that there was that there was a, a very interesting uh, background of this relationship that has between the United States and the Latino uh, and the and the brown skin in a way uh, that that. That needs to be told from a from a not from a historical point of view, but from the advantage of cultural and, mm -hmm. and the, the 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 beginning of a new culture. So, 
with that approach and obviously always in parallel path to doing the advertising day-to-day work of, of building clients' brands, I always stay uh, very connected to, to, to the underground of the, of the uh, or the undercurrents of the, of the Latino culture in the U.S. Because as you know, the Hispanic industry uh, in advertising, it's very Latin American in a way. I mean, it's mm-hmm. an industry that was born to talk to, to Latinos born outside of the U.S. in Spanish language, in Spanish media, uh, but always, always ignoring uh, the Latinos born in the U.S. And, yeah. and, and that, that, that is a group that don't find, is just now starting to find representation uh, in this very strange place in the middle between uh, the, the mainstream media and the Hispanic media that that it's all about Spanish language and speaking Spanish with perfect accent. And I, I fell in love with this idea of, 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 of the 30 Latinos, the Latinos in the company, the Latinos in the United States that, that cannot pronounce their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, Are the ones in, named in perf- Audrey? Yeah. <laughs> in perfect, in perfect Spanish, because mm-hmm. because I think that they 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 were left uh, left aside by both industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the year two thousand, when the when we were starting Latin Works and and the census for the first time said that uh, there were more Latinos than African Americans, so it was the, the the largest minority in the country. Uh, clients start paying more attention, uh, but it was still talking a lot about uh, the Latino immigrant and the stories of immigration mm-hmm. and the stories of people that that come to the United States always always thinking that they're gonna go back someday yeah. uh, and 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 all that story. At the same time, we 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 saw the growth of the Latino the Latino born in the U.S. population. So by now, the, the, the idea that I have in terms of the new company many years later, starting in 2017, is to really to really go unapologetically into, into bringing those uh, U.S.-born Latinos and their culture and their awkwardness and their dirtiness and their lack of representation and bring it a little more present into the mainstream, like get get the energy of that culture and, and, and apply it for brands. Because I do believe, I mean, aside from the census and the, the demographic uh, progression showing us uh, that Latino youth may be one of the driving forces of the growth of the country in the, mm-hmm. in the near future, I do believe that beyond just the demographic, there's, a, there's an element of culture that has been underutilized and that that can really create a very nice a very nice uh, new version of what being an American means. Uh, in the tragic days that we live of social unrest and, and divisions and, and political uh, bizarreness, uh, I do I do have a very optimistic sense that that somehow this thing that is happening now with with uh, with the Trump administration mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of of um, Calling myself a liberal, but uh, this this um, this thing that we that we are witnessing now, I think it was well needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to create a sense of repurposing. I think it's going to let us see the best out of people. I think that we're seeing signs of a rise of empathy. Uh, that somehow we were taking a lot of things for granted, yeah. including our immigration status, including our freedom to move in and out. 
and that seeing that some of those things may be at risk is going to bring people together in a very positive way. And I think that this is going to be uh, what's going to really Propose. make the country mature as a multicultural society. And yeah. I'm very excited about that. Uh, and I want to be a part of that growth. I want to I want to add my grain of salt on, on bringing forward uh, the culture of immigrants into the mainstream. Perfect. And I, I think I when... I guess post-election cycle and we can talk freely and politically however in whatever depth we want but I feel like as as seemingly devastating as it may be to some especially those who didn't necessarily vote for the outcome uh, it may be a slingshot so we're going to go backwards just a little bit and in a very forceful way but hopefully we get to propel forward once the dust settles so that's what yeah I have, I have, I have no doubt about that and, and, and talking about being about not being political well the the interesting thing is that uh, being being a Hispanic is political now, yeah. uh, and just just having a company like like the one that I aspire to build, which is a company that that brings forward to corporate America a different point of view, it's a political act. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm not being political because it's a choice. It's I I have been put in a political position by just by virtue of who I am and what yeah. do I believe in. Uh, and, and I think it's great, right? Because because at the end uh, we're not going. To, I cannot change who 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 I am. I cannot change the way that I speak. Well, I could, but but I. I but we wouldn't but, want you to. <laughs> but uh, but suddenly we we I discovered myself that that what I do is a political act, and and it's interesting. So the impetus to leave Landworks, you were successful. You you are successful. You're incredibly well known internationally. Every award you can think of creatively, you've told stories, you have a record shop, so there's so much about you that's nuanced and successful. Why the pivot? Why the second career when you were on top? Well, I, I mean, the, I think the, 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 the idea of being on top was something that I never had. Uh, when you, I, in, in retrospect, I see that Latin words grew... Uh, more than we all thought, and and I'm very proud of of the work that we mm -hmm. that we did. When you're doing it, you're not thinking that you're on top. You're always worried that yeah. that, that you're gonna, you know, that, that it's that, gonna that, end tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so you don't you don't you don't you don't smell the roses. In retrospect, I see I see with with some surprise that the agency achieved things that that we that we didn't didn't dream, of course. Mm -hmm. But mo most importantly, I think that there's, there's an excitement of, of the things that are happening in, in, in marketing today. Uh, the, the advertising industry is being transformed globally, it's, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's, it's a transformation that it's, that it's um, very pressing and that it, it's dangerous. I mean, the advertising agencies globally have struggled. Uh, with uh, with technology, it has struggled with the yeah. with the with the with the way that people consume media. E even with the crisis of credibility of institutions and brands, and, mm -hmm. uh, so there's a new world out there. Uh, we started Latin Wars in 1999, and like many agencies that started at that time or before, our structure responded to that mm -hmm. to those to those years, and 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 being successful somehow is a curse because. If you're successful with a with a with a 
uh, with a structure uh, from 1999, it's very difficult to to get out of that to mold. get out of that mold because yeah. because you've been very profitable yeah. and because there's a lot of families that depend on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that Latin world still has a structure that can be very profitable and very strong, mm-hmm. serving an audience of foreign-born yeah. uh, Latinos. The reason why I left was not because because the agency was not being successful. Uh, I left because I I feel that that part of my career was done, mm-hmm. and that now I wanted to to start something that is a structure for 2017 yeah. uh, in a totally different way, a smaller structure. Uh, working for the reality of projects versus agency of record and the big really? things, because I, I I think that there's a tendency for clients to to go to to I mean the the gigantic international networks are eating all the independent shops, yeah. uh, and they're gonna get all the gigantic global brands, yeah. uh, but. To tell today in the world of advertising that an agency can do it all, it's impossible to believe. Agree. So there's space for us specialists mm-hmm. that can come around and 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 contribute to 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 work and and, and build brand through projects. Yeah. Uh, that allow you to have a smaller structures and that allow you the freedom to do work that is a little more more. Uh, specialized to what you really know how to One do. So you. my ambition was to to my ambition is to 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 create a new type of model not in rejection of the old type of models but as an, an alternative okay. as an evolution and as an alternative of where I think uh, the business is going. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand uh, the adrenaline of of starting again and and it's very humbling and it's mm-hmm. very and it, and it's uh, scary. Yeah. Uh, and I and I am very excited every every morning because, you know, you 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 you're starting again from scratch and mm-hmm. that that is a feeling that um, that I missed and that I and that I don't want to lose. That's exciting. As someone who's doing that on that journey, uh, hats off to you and your former partners for building something that became so successful because from my vantage point who is still in the struggle of (laughs) duct tape and hoping people don't see the cracks and my aunt made the breakfast tacos today like it's a family affair and it's it's a labor of love but it's the most exciting thing that I've ever done and and I hope it continues but I think my mission more than anything is to raise up what's next so if I can be a part of that I think that's exciting what are some of the stories you're most proud of telling from a from a brand storyteller, whether um, your previous agency or even before? Well, I, you know, I don't. I, the 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 idea of storytelling, which I which I love, and uh, but it's 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 new in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, newish. Uh, I think is is. 10, 15 years, although advertising has always told stories, it's, it's only 10, 15 years ago where we are defining what we do as, as stories. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that shift came came at the same time when more platforms were open. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital platforms and, and, and branded content and, and, yeah. and things like that, right? We used to do just... just 30 second mini ads that in in themselves are stories but but very very specific in genre uh, 
very difficult to write to write complex stories in 30 seconds and, and many people of my generation uh, were brilliant at it so it, it, to answer your question of which stories do I am I proud of is is depending on the era in which in which I developed them and the challenges uh, that were that were there but uh, like classroom well yes that that certainly was i mean it's a it's a classroom and you're making reference to to mm. uh, to one of the first um, campaigns that put Latin words in the creative yeah. map uh, for both light in the super Bowl i believe it was uh, ten, in two thousand and seven ten years ago yeah that 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 uh, not not a particularly complex story but but i think that the 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 great thing about that uh, commercial which just for people that have not seen it it's a commercial that uh, that aired in the Super Bowl, but with uh, with multicultural heroes, with a multicultural mm -hmm. cast. I think that the the great virtue of that uh, campaign was that it anticipated somehow in 2007 what we were going to see in yeah. 2013, 14, which it's is incredible. yeah. It, it, I would like to you if I tell you that we got a vision or something. I think yeah. that it's a that it's a, a great coincidence, but mm -hmm. in retrospect, it's a, it's a campaign that play play very strong in people's minds because it anticipated a, a multicultural presence in yeah. the mainstream. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, certainly, it's an example that I can cite. Yeah. So I think you know, trying to break out from being what clients expect you to be, and I feel like to some extent. Is it institutional ignorance? Is it institutional comfort? Is it a mix of the both? I feel like when clients are looking for traditional Hispanic engagement, they check the box if they have Spandom campaigns and they feel like everything else will be spillover from general market. How much of what you're trying to do with rest of the world agency is to make them uncomfortable? Is there an appetite for being uncomfortable to say like, hey, the market's changed. We have 60 plus percent of Latinos in the United States are, are Mexican-American, two-thirds of what the growth looks like for the Latino population is, you know, English dominant. What What's the appetite from the clients that you're talking to to be a little bit more bold and front and center with that not-so-clear-cut target audience? Well, it, it is very confusing for them and, 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 very, and very challenging for agencies. Uh, you see, the Hispanic industry existed with you know, on the basis of the language, yeah. Uh, and for many years, uh, his, the Hispanic industry sold to corporate America the idea of of a Mex of a Spanish dominant, middle class, optimistic, fair skin, uh, straight hair, mm -hmm. perfect teeth grandma, etc., Latino in the U.S., that the reality does not necessarily match uh, the Latinos on the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a, there's, a, there's a stereotype of Latinos created by the Hispanic industry. Yeah. Uh, and, and it has a root, it has a, it has a, a, a reason why, and it has a story, and, and I don't want to devote too much time to it, but yeah. the Hispanic market was created by Cuban immigrants, after the revolution of Cuba that came to New York in the early 60s. Uh, and these, these were people that had advertising agencies in Cuba. Uh, and these were intellectual, uh, rich, uh, white uh, Cubans that lost their business in the revolution and that when they come to, to New York, they went to see their same clients, Colgate, uh, Procter & Gamble, Bacardi, etc., 
and asked them to do advertising in Spanish in the United States. And basically what they did was exactly what they were doing in Cuba, uh, talking to the same people that they were talking to Cuba. So they, the Hispanic industry started in the United States without even giving a glance or a chance to the Latinos already established in the United States. Uh, so the whole uh, Spanish Harlem and, and uh, Chicano cultures in, in Los Angeles and Texas, they were not included. Ignored. They were absolutely ignored and not included in, in what Hispanic marketing was. Yeah. And that that is the image of Hispanics up to this day for corporate America. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, a white skin, uh, middle class, uh, bunch. Uh, I think that the client, we still need to shake that a little bit, uh, and there's still the problem of media to reach the Latinos that are not not necessarily consuming media in Spanish. Uh, but since the industry was based on on language, uh, the equation for the clients is very simple: if the advertising is in English, the general market, everybody, everybody uh, if, la- if Latinos speak English, everybody's yeah. going to get what the general market does, and if yeah. they speak Spanish, then we have the Spanish Dome campaign. Uh, it is it is a, an effort of understanding culture and an effort of 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 giving voice to the people that lack representation. Yeah. Uh, but it is very challenging. Now, my objective is not to make people uncomfortable, but people is uncomfortable because there's a, there's a change in the way that things have been doing for the last 50 years. I, I would tell you that the Hispanic industry is uncomfortable too. Yeah. The agencies that that make very good profit by doing advertising only in Spanish uh, need to need to keep alive the idea mm-hmm. of Spanish as, this, as the reason of, yeah. of being... Uh, now, for their own survival. Yes, for their own survival. I, I, I do think there's, there's of course, a lot of businesses that require that you do advertising in Spanish uh, because there's there's people that consume media in Spanish and, and categories that are driven by immigrants. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe, and I, I've been saying this for, for many years, that language needs to be the tactic and not the strategy. Uh, and, and an agency that is a multicultural agency that aspires an agency that to be multicultural for today's America need to understand when to use language and not just make language the default uh, form of yeah. of work. So one of the reasons I left my old firm was because I, I saw the talent was being tapped, not just by competitors or every other agency, um, but by clients to the tune of 20, 30, 40% more in salary. And I'm like, wait a minute. These, these kids, and they're younger than me, they're not that much younger than me, but I consider them kids, but these brilliant minds want to be more than just black or brown. They mm-hmm. just want to be brilliant, and they don't necessarily want to be typecasted in the way that I feel kind of I was, being put on diversity teams for X agency or diversity lead for Y agency. Um, they just want to do great work, and they want to work with great brands. They don't necessarily want to be siloed, either on a floor on an org chart or in a client assignment. And I feel like to keep good talent, especially the kind of talent that we want to nurture, it's going to have to look like more than what we, we've we grown in the system with. Um, yeah, it, it it is true. It is true. Uh, but there's still, there's still a lack of diversity in the advertising yeah, industry. Yeah, incredible. Uh, that is, uh, to your point, it is less so on the client side. Yeah. Uh, I've seen I've seen marketing departments of large companies that are more more diverse than the than the general market agencies that serve them. 
eh, and those young Latinos on the client side or young Hindus mm -hmm. or, or whatever 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 uh, ethnic background they they have those those young executives do see the old white guy uh, present uh, uh, in the agency and do they do feel a disconnect. Yeah, I've had clients demand that they staff an assignment differently, mm -hmm. that it reflects the community we're really trying to serve. Like Starbucks, for instance, that was a client that said, I need my team to represent my community. And it doesn't, so change it and do something fast. Yeah, so. well, uh, just uh, I think it was in October of, of 2016, last year, that uh, General Mills and, and Hewlett Packard did very bold and brave statements demanding all their, their agencies and vendors To, to to bring more women and, and, and people of color to mm -hmm. their to the ranks uh, and it's not just uh, I mean it's not only about equality for equality's sake it's it's understanding that diversity truly brings better ideas yeah completely uh, but anyway I mean there's there's a, as I mentioned before there's a global struggle of the advertising industry Uh, and then the domestic struggle with the mm -hmm. lack of the lack of uh, of diversity uh, and gender. Uh, so it's too many things happening now, and that are that are making advertising agencies evolve. And and one of the another motivation of of starting a new company at this stage of the game is that I want to 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 have the opportunity to start all over again, the way that I think. You need to start in 2017, yeah. which is being born diverse, born with with a with a with a team that that brings the diversity the diversity question to to the front, uh, to staff for projects, to 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 be flat, smaller, faster, yeah. uh, all, all the things that 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 we are agencies wish we were. And that you discover that the only way to achieve it really is to 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 dare to try it and 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 go for it. Maybe What? maybe it, uh, uh, it's a failure, but but uh, but I think that tried. but the attempt is is the right one. Yeah, it, the attempt alone, I think, is part yeah. part and parcel of success. What are some of the brands that you're excited about? Whether you're working with them or you're targeting them, not to give us. Well, I, I'm, 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 you know, when you're a startup, that question is always fun because the, on the one hand you go, you go with your values and your ideas, and on the other hand it's whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, we have <laughs> but, to eat. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think I can hold it. Uh, I, the good thing is that my my, I think that I'm betting in the right horse. Mm -hmm. uh, As you said at the beginning of the conversation, I think the timing for my agency is is right because this this moment of of uh, of darkness in terms of the of what being an American means and what multicultural America is and what is the role of immigrants and diversity in mm -hmm. the country is is being questioned. Uh, as again, I tell you, I have no doubt that at the end we're going to we're going to to reaffirm this as a as a nation of immigrants. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm betting in the right horse. So, so for me, the the clients that I want to work with are clients that first uh, respect diversity, mm -hmm. the value of diversity, not the human rights of diversity. That of course goes without saying, but that respect the value of diversity to grow their business, 
that respect the fact that diversity creates better better communications and that take a stance for for the things that I believe uh, are right, which is again inclusivity, inclusiveness, and 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 just moving forward to to rebuilding the, the American dream. So, I I want to work with brands that that believe uh, that multicultural America is a is a is a vibrant future and, and a valid alternative for for the country. Well, and I'm sure that means most brands, right? Because yes, well, with the exception yeah. of New Balance. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's shame them all right here. No, no, I think you know what I I admire. I think that it's important that people take stands. Absolutely. Uh, and I admire people that take the stance, even if it's not the stance that I would take. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I what I do not admire and 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 would would don't find the room for people mm-hmm. that are not taking a stance. Yeah. I think that whichever whichever side you want to go, if you do it with purpose and with conviction... And facts. And facts are, 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 is valid. I mean, I'm, I may not agree, but, but, uh, but, but you're saying what you're believing. And, 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 and I think that, strange, strangely, uh, that's part of one of the things that we cannot lose in the country. I became an American citizen like five years ago. So, Congratulations. Uh, so, so now I'm. Uh, Welcome to the tribe. Yeah. So now, now I'm now I'm seeing it from a from a point of view of uh, first I cannot be deported. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but no, but seriously, it's it's um, it's a country where my kids were born, and it's a yeah. country where where I decided to live my life, and I and I I care about it. From a creative perspective, um, I can only imagine what it's like to think creatively all day long and I think I've researched some articles that you've been in some that I've helped place but about everything you see I mean from music to movies to what you see on the streets is some sort of aspiration not aspiration inspiration Um, how do you how do you look at creativity today with the digital age and how has it changed your perspective on what the story needs to look like well uh you know the the word creativity is is a word that I that that it's associated to my to my job, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a word that I don't use myself to describe anything that I do. Uh, I think the word itself, and and that may be my English. That may be the way that I think in Spanish and translating. What head. do you think in Spanish? No, I, uh, the the word creatividad in in Spanish is a little too pompous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I understand that my job is to be a creative. I just find the word funny, right? Well, I but, find it exclusionary when you yeah, think, you know, because a it's like bit, a department, it's like yeah, a smarter it's people like than those guys that, get yeah. ideas, and I'm like, well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, 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 creativity is not the word that I that I apply to myself, mm-hmm. uh, never. Uh, yet, uh, I I am a person that is very interested about, uh, very interested in culture. And in pop culture, and and I think that the best advertising is advertising that either comes from from culture mm-hmm. or even better uh, helps create and shape culture. Uh, from that point of view, uh, as you were mentioning, music and and film and journalism. Journalism is something that I that I am that I am fascinated by, and I think that the internet 
and the digital platforms have created uh, an incredible surge of journalism. I mean, it's 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 contradictory that from one hand we see newspapers and, and, and news hours go down because of the digital platforms, but what we're seeing is a resurgence of of, uh, of activist journalism that is yeah. very interesting and that has a pulse of the streets. So all those things inform the, the, the way that I look at things and, and it's always trying to inform the way that I work. Uh, to your question, I think that the the incredible opportunity that that all the social media and the digital platforms and and the ones yet to come uh, are giving us are giving people like me mm-hmm. is more places where you can create, more places where you can tell stories, more places where you can talk about on behalf of brands, and more places where you can. Uh, I mean, if you're a young writer or a young designer or a, or a young director or a young producer. Uh, you have much more platforms to 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 show your work and even the possibility of creating your own yeah. your own platform so if anything i think that the 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 rise of the digital platforms is giving us much more tools to 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 work and and, and that's great so you're building your agency you purposely want to keep it small and kind of uh, in response to the new the new now mm-hmm. in terms of what solutions you want to bring to a client, whether it's project based or big ideas that don't necessarily mean retainer ongoing relationships that potentially could get stagnant. What are you looking for? Cause I know there's a lot of people that have wanted to work with you over the years. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that have been waiting to see what doors you open or yeah. what positions are available. So what, what are you looking for in that talent? Well, I, one, one of the things that I, that I think as part of the strategy of the new company uh, from the from the beginning is what are what I'm good at. It sounds funny, but what I'm good at and, and what I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, because going back to a previous comment, that advertising agencies feel the need to say that they do it all. Yeah, uh, a little bit because of. Fearing missing an opportunity, yeah. that just say yes. The, yeah, say yes to everything, mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm a little guilty of that, but uh, <laughs> uh, hence of, the collective. All of us. Let's acknowledge <laughs> that I need a force behind us. Not but uh, but uh, but I think that there's a, there's also value to making a decision of of what you're good at and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you have a network of collaborators and and and, and, and friends that that can complement. Uh, what you don't offer to a client directly. Uh, so, what I what I what I am building is very strong strategy in the ample sense, uh, business strategy, communication strategy, uh, insight, etc., uh, and a very strong creative in the in the ample sense mm-hmm. also, uh, social traditional content, etc. That's that's the, the 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 type of agency that I that I think we can we can uh, we can build, and then leave all the other services as collaboration. Absolutely. Uh, PR, media, uh, production, mm-hmm. uh, experiential, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, are things that you can that you can bring depending when you need them. That you yeah. can collaborate with existing partners of the client or that you can bring some resources because of the, the network that you have. But 
for me, the, the, the keeping the agency small is not about nothing else than staying true to who you, to what you do the best and mm-hmm. what you, what you, what you enjoy the most. Uh, and rather than trying to get every penny from every single project, every opportunity. Yeah. So that is that is the idea. So what I'm looking for is, you know, uh, people that that is as excited as I am with the future of multicultural America, which does not mean necessarily only do multicultural work, but understanding that that diversity creates better 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 ideas or a more interesting path to mm-hmm. to, to deliver ideas. Uh, in the areas of uh, of uh, strategy thinking and, and execution. So this is one avenue that you believe in and that you've invested in. Are there others, extensions of your background or person or business ventures that you're exploring as well? Uh, well, not at this moment. At this moment, I want to put all all the all my energy into the into the startup, of mm-hmm. course. Um, uh, you know, it's it's difficult. I I I I think that that the result of believing in culture uh, and and the bet on 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 the new culture as mm-hmm. a, as a res- to the resurgence of a new culture as a result of what's happening now uh, would be ideal if it can transform later into a generation of content, either editorial or news or or. Or, or or music related or things that are then platforms to show that culture like a culture lab like a culture lab or like a record label or like mm-hmm. a, or like an editorial house or mm-hmm. like a mini newsletter or or, or things that um, that take that culture that at this moment I'm putting uh, translating into marketing terms to offer to clients and uh, how else can you how else can you bring it to life because I think that aside from from uh, my marketing and advertising uh, passion and expertise there's also a part of me that wants to promote a culture that I just think is very cool I think rest of the world is a huge brand opportunity I feel like even the name in and of itself can be a platform so I'm not going to tip off Rowan that he needs to get to work on building what that looks like. No, but the, yeah, I mean, yeah. the rest of the world is a yeah. very, it's a very, um, it, it, it was incredibly hard to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me, it took me a lot of, a lot of uh, previous names to get to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first people that I mentioned the name was very i received very weird reactions because when you because it's not a typical name for an agency no uh, and it's very difficult to do a name for an agency at least for me it's yeah really clearly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and, and uh, yeah uh, but uh but um when i put the name in context and 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 when i explained the people uh, the the color palette, the corporate color palette, and 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 what the name stands for. By now, it it's almost like a like a very natural name for the type of agency that yeah, I want to create. Yeah, it's a perfect name. And and I think that that is a great sign because believe me, it, it didn't sound perfect at the beginning. It felt intuitive when I first heard it, and felt like, of course, this is exactly yeah, what but we it's, need. It's a, it's a weird name for for a, for a, for a, yeah, for, a, well, for an agency. It's, yeah. it's almost like um, it's a little bit of an activist statement right off the bat. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you're saying we're going to talk to everyone that we probably haven't been talking to, or we're asking clients to talk to. Yeah. People uh, they may not have been talking yeah, to. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Now, where the name came from, um, I mean, uh, not, not from the point of view of inspiration, of course, because it comes from, from hours of torture. Hmm. Weeks and months, but um, when I was a when I was a, a kid uh, in the seventies, there used to be a lot of soccer games between. It was a, it was a beautiful tradition that by now I think it's it's lost. Between say for example Manchester United, mm-hmm. right, this great team, playing against the rest of the world, mm-hmm. and the rest of the world was a, was a team, a one time team that only existed for that game, that brought together the best players of all the other teams in the world. So that was your only opportunity to see play together. It's like an all-star team. Yes, like an all-star, like an all-star team. Uh, But it was called the rest of the world. And 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 for me it was it was like a magical thing to see all the stars together uh, doing for one moment. For one moment. and part of me, it's it's also the type of, of people that I want to attract to my company. I'm not talking only about the stars part, but to bring people from different places uh, under one roof with the purpose of doing something great. Uh, so the name for me started almost as a, as a call for the type of talent that I want to attract. I love it. Well, on that note. That's the that's story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the story. You heard it here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for I'm super me. excited to see what you do next. Obviously, you've Thank been you. incredible. You have good instincts and an eye for talent and storytelling. So we look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you and congratulations to you. And thank you for doing this.